ஒன்னிங் <laughs> this game and Doris how do you feel yeah i mean obviously happy that we won it was a scrappy game but uh, when you you know coming into this it's going to be a weird game you know the the atmosphere is going to be weird everything is going to be weird but i'm glad that we won rodrigo you know uh, with an 88 minute goal you know to save us you know from the draw against Rayo which would really hurt us uh, you know in the race for the runner up you know <laughs> is that really yeah. for a runner up not not a you know. but it's definitely not to not the same you know finishing second third or fourth especially when you're you know a club this size yeah, it would yeah. you know it, it would be actually embarrassing if we uh, you know finished anywhere but second at this point i mean even if we had drawn this game um atletico have a game in hand i guess uh, i would be totally fine if we win, uh, like finished third but then fourth is a bit of a stretch i don't know if i would like that there would be rights on the mid streets for sure yeah But yeah, uh, before we uh, get into the match, uh, I just want to like talk about all of the positivity, uh, especially at the run-up to this game. Uh, all of the Real Madrid teams, they all had uh, Vinicius Jr. jerseys on. Our team also had it on. There was a big celebration in the 20th minute, uh, chanting, Vinny, Vinny, Vinny. Um, that was all great to see. Uh, but do you think enough actions have been taken so far? Uh, have you heard about any of the arrests that have been going on? um what do you mean um uh, so uh, a few of the cases got filed since uh, vinny went out public and a couple of uh, at least three or four people have been arrested with regards to all of the racist mm. shit they've been doing yeah i mean <clears throat> that's a whole other sub subject and it it deserves its own topic you know everything that happened with uh, Vinicius but uh, for tonight you know at least for my uh, um, stream or whatever the commentator was talking uh, over the entire thing when it happened I was just screaming just stop stop talking stop talking because I couldn't hear anything that was happening at, at the stadium I knew I knew that you know they were cheering him at the 20th minute but I didn't really hear anything uh, other than that but uh, you know for the controversies that happened uh, quite a few people got arrested and uh, a few referees uh, got fired you know sacked and <clears throat> it was about time you know for something to finally happen you know it is uh, retroactive you know uh, what they did but at least it's something you know and uh, yeah. it is more than we expected you know like from the entire season to 
happen. This isn't the first time, you know, but at least, you know, with two games to go this season, you know, thank you for finally doing something. But uh, Vinicius was at the stadium. He was uh, sitting next to uh, Florentino. And uh, yeah, he, he he seemed to look fine, you know, and uh, uh, I'm, I'm just hoping, you know, that he feels fine at this point. And I think Rodrigo was given a stand, you know, with uh, his hand yeah. up on his court. Yeah, all around, uh, good game. Uh, I thought that we would finally like settle for a draw, but then the boys went on and then finally got a victory. And it's just a cherry on the cake uh, for me. Uh, even if we had gotten a draw, I would have been kind of happy. Uh, it wasn't uh, there wasn't any negatives in this match for me. Like the. Everyone was just out there just to finish their minutes. Uh, some people got the goals. We didn't show any sort of panic at any point in the game. So that was nice to see. Oh. Oh. Anyways. Uh, I mean, uh, I don't know if you heard the interview uh, afterwards from uh, Danny Carvajal. He was saying, you know, how uh, the entire team wasn't really going into this game, you know, full energy, full speed. And uh, uh, only after the equalizer, which we could see with our own eyes, that, you know, they finally woke up. And it isn't the first time this season. And, you know, with two games to go, I'm sure the next two games will look exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, boy. I mean, at least against Rayo, you can always ex uh, expect them to, like, come forward mm. and attack us. But against yeah. Sevilla, I don't know. Um, they might sit back and be up to their dirty tricks. It's going to be hard a couple of games. Yeah, I mean, Sevilla, after all this, is actually fighting for something. And it's not relegation, you know. So I'm mm. I'm expecting them, you know, to actually do something. Because, you know, we, we don't have much to play. And I'm sure the, the players will still, you know, give 100%. But it won't be the, you know, 101 that we like to see from them, you know. But for Sevilla, I'm, I'm expecting them to go all in, you know. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, before we like headed to the, and the goal. Bilbao also, yeah. Yeah, Bilbao. Yeah. Awesome. yeah, but before we head into the details of the game, uh, I'll just go to some of the comments. So Archik is here. Mm. Uh, he says, uh, "Woohoo! Lead cut down to eleven points." Woo! <laughs> yeah, I was <laughs> laughing at that before yeah. when I saw that comment. Comedian. Arshik is always there to entertain us, even when the league is lost, when pretty much everything else is lost. Yeah. <laughs> Dennis is also here. She says, Hala Madrid, love the positivity, Madridistas. Mm. And yeah. Sunit's also here. He's like always plugging his boy, Rodrigo. He says, Rodrigo sexy. Yeah, that was a pretty good goal, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was a good goal, but. It actually looked like a pass into the goal, you know, but uh, still really, really positive Almost, from yeah. Rodrigo. And you could see, you know, uh, from every year that he plays now, you know, he's scoring more and more goals and he's being more and more decisive, even though, you know, this game was really weird for, we got to talk about it, but it was really weird for the entire team, the entire formation, what we were trying to play was uh, strange, even though it is something that we should be used to. It was still... Rodrigo playing there and not Vinicius. As much as we like him and he knows how to play there, it's just not 
the same and you know we're gonna talk about it but uh, he did you know try the entire game and the the goal came at the perfect time and it's actually something that you really expect from Rodrigo it's a really Rodrigo kind of goal yeah I almost saw shades of Cruz's uh, finishing as well on that goal just passing it into the corner like you said yeah pass it well it was Ceballos you know that uh, assisted that goal (laughs) which uh, you know it does say something, but uh, I think it was still, you know, fresh legs at that point. Uh, and mm. Valverde, he was playing on the right side, but it's just not the same as, as it was, you know. He hasn't been the same. And like, uh, okay, before I go to any more comments, uh, let's just touch upon uh, Valverde's performance, right? Every time he got the ball, uh, for me, he just passed it back or just kept the possession flowing. Uh, whereas, like, he could have. Uh, he was isolated on the flank many times just with one man marking him he, instead of like taking mm. a man on. Even Carvajal was, was taking men on at one point. Yep. But Valverde, I don't know, man. Like He just feels like he just run out of gas towards the end of the season. He just had uh, yeah. nothing nothing left to give. And you said it perfectly. It's, you know, him just passing around, you know, passing back and all that, which is not something that we want from because we know what he can do, you know, with the, when he has the ball. And, uh, you know, for I would say, you know, since the World Cup, he hasn't really been playing as attacking as he was, you know. He doesn't get any shots on goal anymore. He doesn't get any shots, uh, you know. Maybe some, but they usually scuff. He hasn't scored in a while, which is not a critique of him, you know, not scoring, but it's more of a what are we trying to do with him you know it, it just feels like he has a place in the team we just don't know what it is it's just run feather run you know and yeah. if you score you, you score you know he, he's gonna do something you know but uh it's just not enough because uh i feel like he can do so much more and uh you know just having carajal on the right side there is just not not enough not enough Mm-hmm. the attack and he seems to you know uh try to go in the middle a bit too much which you know hurts the attack on the right side which is already you know atrocious <laughs> i mean i still can't believe in 2023 we're still having the same conversation asking hey what is yeah. actually valverde's position uh, how are we gonna get the best out of him we've been having the same conversation for the past four years i feel anyways um <laughs> yeah. uh, Dennis says, uh, Espanol, can you do something for me? These Atleti fans celebrating the second like it's a trophy. Well, well, well. Uh, let's hope uh, there's an upset on the cards. So that would be sweet, uh, just finishing second, like Doris said. Mm. That extra bit of sweetness to end the season. Uh, Ashik yeah. says, even the ref showed class at the end and acknowledging the race issue in a very subtle way. Uh, did you notice anything, uh, Doris? Do you know what Ashik is talking about? Um, if you're talking about this ref, the only thing I saw it was him, you know, the doing the cross and uh, I think kissing the the say no to racism thing, something yeah. like that. Exactly. I'm not sure. That's what it looked like. Um, yeah, and Arctic also says it, that it, yeah. yeah, I feel like that was it also. I, I did notice that as well. Um, uh, but Arctic also says sublime Rodrigo and a symbolic celebration. 
yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> and Hassan is in the comments. Hey, Hassan. Uh, he says, Benzema's post then gets hurt. I can't wait for this fucking season to be done already. Uh, yeah, he, but I think even before he scored, he looked, uh, you know, not 100%. I saw him, you know, making a lot of faces like he was in, in pain. And, uh, yeah, I I think it was just a matter of time in that game for him to come off anyway. And uh, I, think he, I think it was just a matter of him feeling like he did what he came here to do. Which score? Okay, I can you know come off now because uh, I think he would he would have come off anyway because Alvaro was getting ready you know mm. and it wasn't for no reason. Do you think he's still play paying in? Uh, I mean, playing with pain because uh, some of the commentators uh, commentators did say that he was just out there on the pitch for the Pichichi for a chance to win the top scorer. Yeah, I mean, individually for. Benzema, I'm I'm sure as much as you know, players like to say that they don't care. He still cares about that, but you know, he he wouldn't come off if he didn't feel like it. And with two games to go, I don't think he's gonna hurt us that much. But I don't think he's either gonna you know uh, stay on the bench or anything. So I I I think it's fine. We should just you know wait for the news to come out if he's really injured but a lot of our players have been uh, have been playing with with pain not just Benzema Valverde too Valverde Motovic everyone I guess uh, Hassan also has a comment he says uh, I don't get why Chaumini got dropped when he was our best midfielder in the last game I guess uh, this is a good segue to you know discuss the lineups uh, was this a lineup uh, that you felt was strong and capable to face Rayo? Yes, but at the same time, this same lineup does not play the same football they did last season. You know, even though it's not uh, Vinicius on the left there, and I'm sure it's gonna, it, it would have been hell for Rayo if it was Vinicius. But still, uh, I think it's a strong lineup and. Uh, you know, just missing Vinicius there, you know, not playing Asensio. It, it's a, it would say a lot about our team if, you know, one or two players is a, really a big deal against Rayo. But uh, that said, still, Cruz and Modric is always going to be a topic. And should they play these games? Should they not? And especially when you have Kamavinga and Chomendi not playing, you know, and Rudiger playing at left back, which actually worked all right. Not amazing, but it worked all right. But maybe it's just a team, you know, we we cannot judge on one game. Uh, but all, all in all, it was a strong lineup in theory, but, uh, you know, if you compare it with, the, you know, their highs, this wouldn't be, you know, one of those, I would, I would say. But it's still, yeah. they won the game, so... Now nice to say. And for Modric, you know, last few games and since the World Cup, actually he hasn't been amazing, right? But the uh, last few games, it's just been painful to watch the balls that he loses. And he seems to be frustrated with himself too. And I'm frustrated that people, you know, only blame that on the age, you know, like uh, people cannot have, you know, crappy games, crappy, crappy seasons. But uh, still, you know, when you're old, there isn't, you know, much to f- forgive there. You know? 
Yep. So for Cruz and Modric to to play, I'm actually not surprised if you know this might be you know their last few games or last season or the season afterwards. So I'm not you know surprised that they're playing because it's still uncertain some things. But uh, you know, as strong as the lineup is, you know, we shouldn't be in this position. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't the usual attacking lineup, like you said, uh, with Asensio playing. And then we usually see Valverde in the midfield, maybe Kamavinga at left back. That's our, made, like, our best attacking lineup this season, right? And this was a very solid, solid setup uh, to avoid conceding any surprise goals. But did that really work out for us? Uh, did, uh, did you feel like we had Rayo like, pocketed in, in defense or was it an open game? uh pocketed absolutely not but uh one player i would have to say that really stood out for me was alaba he played a really good really good game um and i think he kind of went under radar you know this game especially you know rayo their shots were mostly outside of the box or you know really powerful shots <laughs> which you know as tough as they are you know, to defend. It's not really up to the defender 100%, you know, but uh, still, we didn't, you know, concede from those kinds of goals, which is okay, kind of, you know, the goal that Rayo scored, but still, uh, everything else that Alaba did in the defense, I think, was uh, perfect. Mm. Rodiger, too, was really good. And oh, yeah. we saw, like, as soon as Rudiger came off, it was too many, you know, and might be unfortunate for him, but, uh, you know, it was kind of his fault for the goal. Kind of his fault? I mean, it was completely his fault. Like, if you're at the edge of your yeah, box, you can you can afford to, like, true, uh, sit true. back a bit. But if you're defending it well inside your box, you must go for the man. And I feel like he was just too slow to react. That is completely true. The only thing I would give him is... It was, you know, like the second he came on, he just came on and they scored. So that's the only you know, reason why I'm giving it to him. If this happened in the middle of the game, it would have been, uh, you know, come on, man. <laughs> For too <coughs> many. Oh, and and it, it always had to be a former Martyrista who had to score for uh, Roldy Thomas. Ah. <gasps> Anyway, um, so, so how did you think uh, you know, we spoke? Turner we spoke, just died. Who, who died? I just saw the Tina Turner just died. I just saw the message from my friend. It just uh, for a second, it just yeah. So anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're ready to talk Rest in about peace, Tina. <laughs> no, I'm. <laughs> I'll get over it. It was just a shock for a second. Right, right. Rest in peace, Tina. Yeah, for me, uh, like the only big surprise in the lineup uh, was Nacho playing in the second back position and Rudiger playing out left. Uh, you, we spoke about Alaba and yeah. uh, Rudiger, but how did Nacho do? I feel like he had a very up and down game. Sometimes he had a few dangerous passes, which could have led into something big. But then Alaba, he was so calm in uh, possession today, and he just got out of every yeah. single situation. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. As I said, you know, Alaba was the standout player for me. But 
I don't think anyone in our defense did, you know, um, a bad job. Carvajal is, to me, the more up and down player, at least in the recent games, you know, with the yellows and possible reds. And uh, I saw some media and some people were actually asking for Carvajal to be sent off again this uh, game. Uh, it was for like a late challenge, a late leg or something. I'm not sure who it, it was on, but uh, still, uh, Nacho deserved, you know, his minutes and still he did well. But uh, it's still going to be a big question for next season, uh, what's going to happen with Nacho. And uh, I'm I'm not sure this game is going to really change any opinions uh, on, what, on what happens with Nacho. Yeah, yeah. We'll come to know at the end of the season. Um, oh, yeah, and the Militao wasn't injured, right? He was just rested? Yeah, looks didn't like. didn't see any news. And the other standout for this match was, of course, Kamaviga starting. Uh, I feel like he had a really good game. Uh, he didn't have any of his usual yeah. slips uh, that we're used to seeing. He didn't get a yellow card. Is, isn't that a fucking surprise? He didn't get a yellow. Yeah, only one... Kind of slip uh, with when he passed to Cruz at the edge of our box, and it mm. it it, uh, it was a foul on Cruz, but it could have been you know really 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 um, dangerous for Kamavinga there. But yeah, mm. uh, it wasn't completely his fault. Some of that was Cruz, but thankfully he he got a a free kick there. But yeah, as you were saying, I Kamavinga did play tonight but uh i was actually expecting to minute to to finally play you know at his position and uh you know when you look at kamavinga morgic and cruz at the positions that they played tonight it was just you know i don't understand why why Trump many didn't deserve a spot tonight i feel like still it was unnecessary to play both cruz and morgic especially when you have both come out Vinga and Valverde kind of in the midfield. Hmm. But yeah. But uh, today's uh, position of Kamavinga was interesting, wasn't it? Because uh, sometimes we used to seeing him play on the left. Uh, sometimes we used to see him play on the right. Where do you think he actually steps up? For me, when he plays on the right, he has those long diagonals into the box, right? That's where his strongest ball is. And love seeing that. But apart from that, I feel like when he plays on the left, he carries the ball way better. Yeah, uh, exactly what you said. I mean, the the crosses that he does on the right side, it was kind of what he did against City. And today yeah. he 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 did basically the exact same one, but Rodrigo didn't get to it. Uh, and he has been doing those uh, consistently when he is playing on that side or in the midfield, not as a as a left back but as a left back you know um he really proved uh, not as a midfielder but as a left back he really proved what a threat he is on the wing you know yeah. and uh, as a midfielder i feel like he's more reserved with doing that which is strange because here he's playing in the defense and he's you know less careful than he is when he's playing at the midfield which is fine okay but uh, he plays very differently, uh, you know, in regards to where, where he's playing. You know, even on the left side, it feels different when he's a midfielder and when he's a left-back. 
yeah. which, which is actually really not using his uh, potential to the fullest. And that's not, you know, on Ancelotti's more come out Venga where he needs to learn to take the best parts of himself from each side. You know? mm. Anyways, what's confirmed and for sure for all of the medalists to see is that he's going to be a mainstay in the midfield for next season. Whoever comes, whoever leaves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, probably. Um, I don't even want to think about the you know the transfer window right now. Mm-hmm. It's it's just you know it's like a labyrinth, just with nowhere to go. <laughs> at this point. I mean, speaking about the transfer window, we have a couple of comments addressing it. So Sunit says, "I told Batman yesterday last year that we needed to rest Benz long enough for him to be sharp, you know, sharp for the big time." And we didn't get to see that version of Benz. He was basically run to the ground last month. And when against City, he was just running on fumes. So Ashik says, apparently, we are going to get Raul de Thomas for as a backup. He is at the tender age of 33, it seems. So much future ahead of him. SMH. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I... <laughs> It, it's just no no i'm not gonna give in i'm not gonna give in next question <laughs> <laughs> next question there are no questions i mean i can totally see that happening i mean uh, it's uh, not even a joke it. at this point <laughs> yeah that would just be painful i mean it's actually sad that we're actually looking for Hendrik. Mm. you know that's so far in the future you know with no one to replace Benzema you know with Mariano in the team thankfully leaving but uh, you know no but uh, would you would you, would you agree that Charlie Thomas could be an upgrade over Mariano uh, sorry uh, do you feel like Charlie Thomas he could be an upgrade over Mariano if he did come. I mean, he's definitely going to cost less and he definitely has more experience. So I would definitely say that he would be better for us than Mariano would be because Mariano is just Mariano. You know? There's just no way to go with him. And there's no point in even... No, it, it, it's not even, you know, me, me being rude or something. It's just no point even in discussing him. Even, even if he had like one or two or three more years on his contract right now, I would still... I wouldn't even... Think about him, you know. Mm. He wouldn't even come across my mind, you know. He's just, he, he just like, like, like a bug on the wall, you know. That you want to like, you know. Mm, but, you know, it's just going to splat everywhere. Yeah. So there's no point, you know. Mm. But, <laughs> but you know, if, if the only, you know, uh, reason I would be for Raul to come here would be, you know, if we're going to get someone else, but that's not going to happen, you know. And uh, if Raul is supposed to replace Benzema, that is, what, 35? That's two years older than him. What, for two more years so the Enrique can come to, what, immediately start for us? Who's going to play for us? Oh, yeah. It's just, know you know, you, you see why I get, uh, you know, frustrated yeah, annoyed yeah, yeah. by this. <laughs> Uh, the thing is, uh, even if nobody comes, I can still feel like Ancelotti is going to say, we have a deep enough squad. Asensio can play there. Rodrigo can play there. Why do we need another striker? 
but mm-hmm. yeah. yeah when you need a striker in the champions league when you need a striker to win leagues it's not essential it's not good league i'm sorry it's just not yeah. i love you ancelotti i like what he's done with this club i want him to still stay and that's controversial you know but i think there's still you know things to play out there we'll see you know uh but you know with those kinds of things you know with our uh, squad death and his comments about that it's just it, it, it boils my blood you know it just boils my blood and at some you know parts of our uh, lineup and our field we have you know an abundance of players but striker is not one of them uh, yeah. right wing is not one of them fullbacks is not one of them so don't talk to me about squad that you know like if you have an abundance of players in one position that's not squad depth that's just having players in your team you know <laughs> that can play in a position yeah. well but, yeah squad depth yeah screw that i feel like we're never gonna but, like solve this issue you know why uh, it's because of fucking jovic man he ruined the backup striker position for us and the board is now wary of even spending like 20 30 million on anyone who Jovic. Look, yeah, Jovic. So <laughs> I feel like we're just not getting a, another backup striker who is a bit subpar just because of that reason. We feel like we okay. just can't. Yeah. Okay, but still, Jovic hasn't been here here this whole season. You know, he's at Fiorentina now. We still have Mariano that hasn't changed. So the thing about Jovic hasn't changed. He just left. We only have Benzema. There's no excuse. It's not Jovic's fault. You know, he left. That That's basically all that he could have done, you know, for us to to actually get someone, to get a, a backup. So I wouldn't agree that it's his fault for us not getting a backup. No, no, I'm not like talking fact, about I think, him. You know, hmm. you know, it's actually on him. And thank you, Jovic, for leaving, you know, for having a spot there for us and so if we had him this season i think would have been actually oh no i was just yeah, uh it's... commenting that the board is pretty wary of spending maybe 50 40 million on another back- backup striker when they know that most of the time it's a benz who's gonna play and they i feel like that's true uh, for a certain instance and it's just because... the, i guess the mistrust of leaving that position with a question mark i think from our board you know the i guess they're willing to not really because we see how you know how difficult we try out things you know exactly but it's never really in in that position it's never really with strikers i mean benzema has been playing there for how many years and he hasn't changed you know and he probably won't change until he leaves yeah that's what i feel uh the same uh even if raul de thomas comes He's not going to play. Uh, we're not going to give Benzema rest in most of the league games. So just forget about that. Not sure if we can still do that sustainably and manage Benzema's minutes. And if if that goes on for next season as well, I'm pretty sure he's going to break down in the middle of the season. And we should probably... Oh, yeah, wait. definitely. 1,000%. Yeah. yeah. And it um, has happened before. Yeah. It has happened this season already right? that he had kind of a breaking point and yeah and it hurt him for a pichichi i would say you know he had a chance there he missed a few games uh, mm. you know he couldn't really catch up to Lewandowski there but that's really unim- unimportant now 
I mean, it just takes a couple of hat tricks in the next two games. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Nothing so... we're not used to from Kari. Yeah, yeah. And Tasil Aliva says, I really don't want to be pessimistic, but I feel like we are going to ask ourselves next season why we are chasing Barcelona and or Atletico when the individual brilliance doesn't work and we drop points like this season. Hmm. I think next season we're going to take, you know, the season and the league much more seriously than we did this season. I think this season, you know, we won the Champions League, we won the league. I think the players, you know, they were going for it until they weren't going for it. They were just okay, you know. I don't think anyone is mad at anyone, you know, that we didn't win the Champions League or the league. I don't think anyone, the board, Ancelotti, the players, I don't think anyone is mad at that, you know. Mm. So I think it's unfair to, you know, judge anything, you know, really that happens from this point on for the, for the players. No, but I feel like Tassaliba is pointing towards another problem, right? It's with Carlo Ancelotti's management. So let's say we get a few new, couple of new players. We're still going to see the same football. We're going to depend on individual brilliance to get us out of these games. Yeah. But what, what he's saying is that this is not going to be sustainable over the course of the whole period. And we got to be a system team. we got to have a plan B. And we're just not going to have that if individual brilliance fails. Yeah, 1,000%. And we've seen it for the last two seasons or a season and uh, almost two um from ancelotti and we've seen you know that he doesn't re- really like to change out his his players but you know i think we have you know two or three or four like uh destinations we can go to you know at the end of the season one is you know if ancelotti leaves one is if ancelotti stays one is if we get i don't know jude bellingham one is if we don't one is if we get a striker one is if we don't so we need to get all those variables you know to actually judge next season especially if it's uh if ancelotti is gonna stay or not i think that's like the biggest thing we have to really mm. think about because getting a new Manager is like okay, we start over. Let's we do everything you know uh, from start all over again. You know, not everything. Some some things are gonna stay the 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 same. But you know, I think if Ancelotti stays, or if, or if Ancelotti uh, is out, you know, that's the biggest thing. And when we know for sure if he's staying or or not, you know, then we can really talk about, you know, our expectations and who we want to get at which position. Because at this point, and knowing Ancelotti, it's really difficult to get anything out of him. That's one thing. And second, we we know that he doesn't really sign players, at least in the last two seasons. Only the ones maybe that he can get, you know, for free and that he would need, like Alaba and Rudiger, you know, players like that. But still, when you get Kabaliga into a... Many, you know, it's strange to, to think about Ancelotti that he doesn't think about the future. But then you have fucking Benzema in the team, not having anyone, you know, to replace him. Then you have Carvajal in the team, having no one to replace him. So, yeah, Ancelotti in, Ancelotti out. When it happens, we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um... 
But yeah, uh, before we like head into more comments, let's like discuss both of the goals. Mm. So the first goal, uh, did you feel like there was any controversy involved? The Raya players were all around the referee trying to get something out of it. But do you think there was a fair shout against it? Uh, I didn't hear you. Oh. Uh, can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah I good? can hear you. Just, yeah, just my internet. Got it, got it. Uh, okay. Uh, I was just saying, for the first goal, the Rio players were surrounding the referee. They said, hey, there was something wrong with the goal. Did you see anything in it? Or was it a totally valid goal? <laughs> so I think, as everyone else, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> so when it happened, I saw that something happened and they showed the replay. It was a, a, a drop ball. So it's controversial and I understand it. I think everyone un- understands uh, the intentions of both teams. You know, a lot of people would understandably, you know, be angry at Madrid. You know, they're angry at everything. This would especially be one thing how, you know, uh, how bad of a team we are or whatever but uh when the referee dropped the ball it was too close i think yeah the entire intention was okay let's go you know let's let's uh, restart the the game it, it wasn't a drop ball where you know players are fighting for it it, it, it wasn't a, a drop ball where anyone was even contesting the ball so it's understandable that they just went forward because there was no you know, anyone running at you to just, you know, play it back, which you could say that, you know, from the beginning, you should do that. But, you know, it's going to it's going to be a story in the news tomorrow. One thousand percent. I mean, for me, I feel like the Raya players had nothing to complain about because all of those they had almost eight men behind the ball at that point and they just weren't focused enough. To actually defend the goal. True. We only had yeah, like and... three, three players attacking the goal and they had eight players behind the ball. It, they yeah. just didn't focus. Also, now. the referee blew the whistle and it took a few seconds after, uh, you know, that that the play started, you know. It didn't, it wasn't just like you go and then everything just happened, you know, at, at mm. once. I mean, <clears throat> it was fast, but all the players were already back, which, you know, it's con controversial and I understand it and maybe if it was against us we would be talking differently about it and calling someone else you know how can you do that and all that so yeah uh it's controversial but understandable from both yeah. teams hmm. I would be contesting it too if, if I was Rayo I would be defending it too if I was Madrid yeah I mean that wasn't the last of the controversies was it uh, we let's go into the yeah. second half where uh, who was it that played the pass to Rodrigo? Uh, was it uh, Cruz? Uh, and then it wasn't so in the second oh, half, but uh, he fell down. It, it's not the fa- falling down part, okay? Yeah, that happened in the first half. Rodrigo lost his footing, it was a burn about uh, ground. You can't blame him, true, true, true. Man, I but hope it, they it, fix the, the damn grass. Monster. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't want to sound like Chavi, but I hope they really fix the grass next season. Chavi, <laughs> look. <laughs> but yeah, um, I'm not sure what pass you're talking about. Um, so there was a pass in the, the second, second half, half where uh, Cruz played it to Rodrigo. Rodrigo was almost through, but then he wasn't actually offside, and the referee immediately blew for offside. The referees are supposed to wait for the 
play to mm. progress and finally if they're totally sure that it's offside then they should uh, blow it but the yeah. referee just forgot to do that i feel like that was the only other refereeing mistake that i saw this game mm. yeah 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 um i i don't remember that i don't know if i even thought that when my eyes were looking i was kind of you know in my own uh, mind while the game was playing but uh, uh it's not something that's strange for la liga but it's not something that, that's strange for football in general and we're going to be talking about it for uh, some time more but you know we've shown imp- improvements in that aspect you know with having vr and actually you know having them you know let the uh, the play be played and all that and it was a mistake from the referee for not letting that happen but you know we're uh, in that sense i think we're on the right track you know with letting the plays be, be played but it is you know a mistake from the referee for not you know doing that yeah and before and we what discuss... happens you know when the referee does a mistake like that absolutely nothing you know there are no consequences there's no accountability in this league or uh, no nobody no referee gets suspended everyone is super protected uh, var doesn't help so i don't know no answers uh, anyways before we discuss the next goal uh, i'll read some of the comments here uh, so ashik says Raya Vallecano can complain all they want. They were sent in their RV today by the Rodrigo masterclass. <laughs> so yes. it's it's not even a bus at this point. It was an RV. Mm. And XJ, he's new. He's here in the comments. He says, I was at, at first resistant of uh, Bellingham, but he's ultimately for the club a marquee sign. Us having England's arguably best young talent is a commercial and sporting move if we do sign him. Yeah, actually, there's one thing that, like, everything about Jody is perfect. Like, we know he's a perfect player. Everyone would want him in their in their team. And this is not about Germany, Camavinga, Valverde, anyone on our team. It's just about Jude being so young and English. Like, I'm actually, you know, not so happy about that. Because, you know, you would expect us that we would get him at his prime, you know. And can we really expect, you know, Jude to stay here for, I don't know, six, seven, eight more years, you know, when he's 25, 26, 27, when he should be playing at his best, or maybe even to his 30s? I don't think we really can, you know. And at his best times or when he's going to be the best, we're going to be forced to sell him, you know, to Liverpool or city or someone like that so i'm not actually really thrilled about that i would actually like him to go there and then come here that would sound a lot more than like uh, madrid and something that we would actually want you know because i'm actually really afraid with him being so young that he would leave you know before he really should we cannot really expect jude to be modric and play here when he's 38 have to be mm. r- realistic about that so we should also be careful about that and we are selling to our biggest competition when he when we are selling him so th- there are a lot of things to think about i'm not so you know thrilled about jude 
you actually don't think he set his prime. Uh, what do you think can be improved in Jude's game? Okay. Uh, first of all, he's so young, so it's difficult to say that it is his prime. You know, yeah. uh, most players are better when they grow up a bit. There have been some players that have, that have been incredible, you know, when they were in their early 20s, you know. And Judy is one of those players. But uh, with not, you know, how, how would you say that? Baba Yaga, <laughs> you know, with, uh, that can, you know, predict the future and what he's going to be like and what he's going to do. At this point, yeah. he's great. He plays great, you know. And it is normal to expect that player to be even better when he grow up, when he grows up. It would be strange from us to expect that he's playing at his best right now and that he's going to get worse or just stagnate and be the same. I mean, he is great right now, but, you know, at some point when we sell him and maybe if we get him for like seven, eight years or ten, like Mudrik or something like that, you know, yes. which is not going to happen, you know. I don't think it's a good idea to get him right now at this point yeah. in time, you know. And uh, for Jude, I think if he's even thinking about it, uh, he is. If he's gonna play at uh, in the Premier League, he is at some point gonna go to La Liga, to Madrid or whatever, you know. So I would rather do it then than do it now. Mm. So that's interesting, right? Uh, would you have rather gotten Gundogan? maybe three, four years ago, where he wasn't at his prime? Or would you get him now when he's at his prime? Well, which one is his prime then? This is, of <laughs> course, his prime, man. Like, uh, the, he's playing out yeah, of his mind. But know, the problem is that he just doesn't have the future that we're looking for, right? And with these midfielders, exactly. that's always going to be the case. Uh, these, these guys are going to peak at the age of, like, 30, 31, maybe. I'm sorry, uh, uh, how old is he? Gundogan? His age is no. uh, Gundogan, I think, is 32, maybe going on 33 right now. Yeah, and uh, exactly. I mean, we cannot really expect him, you know, right now. Uh, and I don't think we should even really be thinking about it. Uh, mm. It would actually be... I don't, I don't even think... It's normal that anyone is even mentioning that, you know, having too many Derek there. What is the point, you know, just getting Gundogan there to play what, a year or two after City and after he's been known for City and he will always be known for that, you know. So, uh, I don't know, just some names that have been thrown around are really strange to me. And uh, I don't think, for at least for Jude, I don't think people are thinking about it hard enough. I th I think people just want, you know, a marquee signing right now and someone, you know. But I, f for Jude, specifically, I don't think it's a good idea. As, as good of a player he is. And I might bite my tongue. You know, maybe he does stay here for a long time and, you know, and uh, how would you say, like, uh, rips through the league and the Champions League with us, wins everything. But, you know, we have to be realistic about things yeah. and especially about the money that we would pay for him you know yeah. with him maybe actually leaving at some point i mean yeah. we could sell him for probably more but that's not something that we are you know striving for we're not here for money we're here for greatness you know and uh, we wouldn't want him to stay you know? yeah and it's just but not realistic 
Well said. Yeah, XJ also uh, agrees with you. He says, I see your point, but maybe if he does go to the Premier League now, he'll never come back to La Liga. He is English, better now than ever. Never. I also think the pressure for him personally is less in Spain. Is the pressure Spain? less in... Uh, like, he just... Oh, uh, the pressure that, less in Spain. Yeah. Uh, I think it's for different things. Hmm. And we all know that, you know. In Spain, you play for the league, but you know if you don't win, eh, no one's gonna care. No one's gonna know. Like for the Premier League, everyone knows who won, and yeah. it's gonna remember a few years. You know, like I think like most Premier League fans don't even know like two or three or four years back who won La Liga, and for Bundesliga they only know because it's always the same club. For Serie A, I don't think they even, you know, know to count <laughs> four teams in Serie A, you know. Mm. That's disrespectful, I'm sorry. But, uh, you know, you you see what I mean, you know. So, for Jude, he would be, you know, going for uh, Champions League here only and greatness in there, you know. So, actually, you know, one thing that could happen and is a possible future, like I'm... Doctor Strange, you know, seeing all the futures, uh, one million and how many. Uh, but it could also be something that is happening with uh, City or him, like as a player being something like City, you know, having so much greatness in the Premier League and at some point you just wanted them Champions League, you know. So yeah. it might be something like that. But I saw a comment from Ashik. Uh, he said, you called you perfect player. No, Molich is the perfect player, and until he retires, no other. Uh, I just wanted to clarify what that meant. As a perfect player, I meant as a perfect transfer, not as a perfect player. You know, as a actually as a perfect player that you will want in your team, so young and all that. But Molich is only seventeen, so it's hard to compete with. Mm. Two young players <laughs> battling it out. <laughs> yeah, for minutes. But yeah, uh, to that point about the pressures being on Bellingham. So we're, they're probably going to pay like 120, 130 million for them. And from day one, I feel like the Spanish media is going to be on him, on us, on his ass. If he misplaces a pass, if he does something in training, they're going to be on to him like a hawk. And especially with these foreign players, uh, for fuck's sake, the Spanish media called Mortis a flop. And I can totally see that happening too with Bellingham, if even minor things go wrong in this first season. I think there there's also a possibility of a, a, a complete opposite thing to ha- to happen, where everything that our team does is going to be because of Jude, because he's English. And look at this English player. Look at him doing this in this team, you know. And yeah. that's also one thing, you know. But uh, if that happens, it happens. It's a different story. But I would not like that too happen definitely you know with the yeah. english media and it's really rude it sounds rude when you're talking about it but i i'm sure they know too what we're talking about and what they would feel like you know and a lot of football is covered by english media you know so it wouldn't be surprising for jude yeah totally all right uh, <coughs> let's get into the second goal i mean the equalizers uh, so, do you feel like that goal could have... We already discussed that Chaumini was at fault, but even before that, do you think we could have actually stopped the ball from coming into the box? Uh, 
um, yeah, it was the kind of goal you know that we like to score, and Vinicius has uh, you know shown that he can score those kinds of goals, you know, uh, on his right. But uh, was it preventable? I think most goals are, and especially more most goals that we concede are you know preventable. But for that one, uh, it's the kind of goal that happens. Someone takes a, a good shot. It was a good shot. It was a powerful shot. If we scored it, it would have been a nice job. Good job, Vinicius or whoever we, whoever it was. But uh, for prevention of that, you have to look at the entire game because that's not the first time that a player will take a shot. It's just that that one will go through, you know. And it yeah. was just unfortunate for Trump. Many, you know, like the second he came on the the pitch, he just took a shot and, you know, it went through his legs. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, not going to get into so many just because he told me that he just got onto the pitch. Uh, all right, let's uh, like get into the final goal then. Uh, so, it all started with the counter-attack. So many started it. So many passed it over to Ceballos and he squared it off to Rodrigo. And Ceballos had a couple of really good passes this game, didn't he? Uh, he all talked mm. about uh, there's always a question mark hanging over his contract situation and everything. Uh, but do you think with the arrival of uh, Bellingham, we will actually need Ceballos or we won't? Because in certain matches like this, he's the key to actually opening up any defense. I keep saying this. He is Spanish. He's probably not going anywhere. Unless we're really, really going to promote players, which is really doubtful. And still, even if we do promote Spanish players, he's still a Spanish player, which uh, which is a different, you know, layer in our players. And it's a different thing when you, you know, do transfers with those kinds of players, and especially when you can get some money for them, maybe, kind of. Mm. Uh, if you, you know, place him well, you know, at the market. But uh, for Ceballos, uh, I, I think he's still going to stay. Even though personally I'm not a huge fan of his game, not you know for for like most of his game and his play style, mostly for the decisions that he makes, you know, especially shooting when he shouldn't be, you have no right to you know take some shots. I I I don't understand how he even thinks to do those, and why is no one even telling him like, dude, just stop, dude, stop. There's no point. You don't have a shot like that. Just stop doing those. He he wasted so many balls just going sky high outside of the stadium. And it pisses me off, honestly, for Ceballos. But other things that he does, he has those moments. But then at the other parts, you know, how do you for, for, forget the Champions League final and him uh, scrapping that ball? How do you forget, you know, some so many games where, you know, he's like right in front of the, the goal, just pass it to someone. And he just either either tries to take a shot or just scraps it somewhere. So, yeah. like, there are moments in the game where he does well, but there are some moments where, God damn, Ceballos, just, I don't know. It really, mm. it, mm, mm, that player <laughs> is uh, really, and I think Sana. I has a lot to say about him too. Mm. I like him, but still. And then, and then the diving sometimes. Oof. Oof. Even today, <coughs> Rayo was attacking us for no reason. Ceballos was on the floor. 
Like you're actually wasteful that way for no reason. No one touched him. He, he just fell down. And if they scored, it would have been completely his fault. First of all, for distracting our own players with nothing that happened, it wouldn't be called and someone would score. And it was actually in a dangerous situation. It was just literally him standing and just falling down. And it's not mm. the first time he did that. Yeah. And in the yeah. attack, when he sees that he's going to lose the ball, he doesn't, you know, try to, you know, do something, you, you know, that one last, you know, finger on it, you know, to the way he just falls down. And how are you not calling it? Ref, 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 how are you not call? It pisses me off. Like, we're, we're talking about Vinicius when it's Ceballos doing that every single game. Mm. When he actually has no reason to do it. And it sounds like I hate him. I don't hate Ceballos. It's just like there are moments in his in his games like he really, he needs to get his shit together because he is playing for a contract. He is playing for a spot. And understand that he, you know, he wants, you know, to prove himself. But taking shots and falling down is just not it, brother. Not it, brother. Yeah. And before, like, I say something, I just want to point out Ashik's comment. He says, no business attempting a shot. Yes, Doris, we missed you. That passionate Ceballos rant just made my day. Thank you. Thank you, Ashik. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, man. But... I guess I agree with XJ over here. So he says that we still need to retain the midfield depth. And you know where, where I feel we can actually fit in Ceballos? Uh, we can, whenever we need to give Tony Cruz a rest. I feel like if he plays a bit back, he's in more than energetic enough to come back on defense and to actually keep help circulate the ball. But he still won't be... He shouldn't probably be involved in all of our counterattacks or all of our plays in the final third because we know he's not used to making the most best of decisions. He either loses the ball by over dribbling or he like makes a shot or passes it to nowhere. Uh, but when he is playing deep, I feel like he can he has enough passing range to actually unlock a defense. Yeah, but all of that is on a, like a really low level. It's something that you would expect from a professional player. Not mm. for someone special, for something you're a professional football player. You should be doing those runs. Like it, it's like uh, uh, it's like judging him like by a default player in in FIFA. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like that. the bar is so low that. For Ceballos, you know. I mean, think of it this way: he's gonna be a rotational player. He's not gonna start in any of the major games. That's for sure. And... Oh yeah, definitely. But uh, I think the only reason we are talking about this is because he is saying something like he doesn't know where he's going to go or something like that. We wouldn't even be talking about this because we would consider him, you know, a squad player that he's going to get his time when he does. It's only because he is the one mentioning it. When I don't know how the man can even compare himself, you know, even in the future, I don't know what he will have to do to replace Cruz mm. or Modric or Casemiro or any player that we had in the in the history of this club, mostly, you know, from our midfielders, like from so many greats. And even as a substitute, how many great substitutes have we had? And for our future, let's say Jude is not coming. So we have Kamavinga, Chouameni and Valverde in the mid in the midfield. He's not better than either of them. And none of them are as good as Cruz or, or uh, Modric were, you know, uh, at their age. 
Agree. He's not so, going to be starting any game soon, uh, any major game soon at least. But yeah. he's good to have as a rotation piece, yeah. just like Asensio. Yeah. Uh, and again, both for Asensio, we're only talking about it because they are talking about it. But uh, I think we would all be happy with them staying. Yeah. You know, I think yeah. every fan from Madrid. And yeah, uh, we have Rahul in the comments. He says, hey, he's just gloating about uh, Atleti's uh, second place. Mm. Yeah, I see he retracted a message. That's very <laughs> brave of you, Rahul. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll talk at the end of the season, Rahul. Not done yet, not done yet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess uh, Dennis is totally fed up with Athleti fans because he says, uh, look at Rahul in the chat. Celebrate your second place trophy. Dennis, yeah. have you met Rahul? Have you seen him in the chat before? It's what he does. He likes, yeah. he, he likes those trophies. Let him be. Let him be. Just let him be. Don't mention no. it. Be the better man, you know, as I say. Mm. All right. Uh... All right. Uh, before we go, I also wanted to like talk one lit, like note observation from this match. So, Carvajal pretty much summed it up, right? We didn't play out uh, to our hundred percent. We just wanted to see out this game and get get a tiny victory. But then, uh, do you feel like in the final moments when we are trying to get our winning goal, uh, it was a different approach to what we're usually seeing, right? Usually, we kind of tend to panic. We send the ball to the wings, try to cross it to nowhere, or pass it back and recirculate. But in this game, I feel like we were a bit more calmer. Uh, I'll just propose a scenario to you. Uh, so 10 minutes left to go in the game. Would you rather see an all-out attack with a couple more strikers coming on? Or would you rather see this type of play where it's more calm and composed and we're trying to actually hit them on the counter or whatever? Uh, with 10 minutes to go. 10 minutes to go. Yeah. Are we trailing or are we up? Oh, yeah. We're trying to get the winning goal. All right. Well, first of all, for the second part, I don't think there's anything calm and collected about <laughs> about the way we, we play. So, first, we, I have to stop you there. There's nothing calm about our defense and collected about our defense. That's one thing. So I would definitely not want to play that way. And it's and it is something that we've been talking about for months or even years for our defense to just stop, <laughs> relax, be calm, be collected, you know. But uh, I would definitely want to see more attackers. And it's definitely something that we are better at. And, uh, you know, with having players uh, like Federico, you know, that goes uh, forward, that goes back, you know, that run so much basically being an engine it is actually i think better for us to play you know with attackers than play like this and especially because when we play like this we really need that one magical moment you know to happen which is just unsustainable and we've been talking about this for you know this is uh, we've known each other here on this podcast for two seasons now you know, yeah. and it's been basically, you know, the talking point for most of our podcasts. Just, you know. So, yeah, we play like this now. So, there's really no, no 
point to talk about it unless you know we get a change with Ancelotti or new players or something like that. But we're hopefully next season, guys, when you watch us, this won't be the you know the main talking point again. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you have anything else to discuss about the match, or like you know, should we wind this up? Uh, you were saying. Oh no, like I was just asking, like, do you have anything else to talk about in this match? Anything noticeable or should we just wind this up? Um not really. Um uh, I was gonna say something before, but I forgot what it was. Like before on, the, the 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 match started, so yeah. Right. Dang it. Oh yeah, the feminino. Uh mm. Uh, we we are waiting. I I think it's the ninth. Oh, it's full. It's full time right now. It's uh, four nil for Madrid, and we are in the final against Raúl Atlético. And uh, uh, Atlético hasn't uh, conceded a single goal in the entire uh, Copa de la Reina, and uh, Madrid has only conceded one. It was against Villarreal. So it's. It will be a lot for the game, and I hope that you guys will be watching it. I hope that I will get time to watch it too. Uh, I think, you know, we don't talk about it enough, and we don't watch it enough. Uh, but yeah, happy for our team. You know, they are in the final. They are playing Atletico, and we can only hope for the win. A 4 nil win against uh, Bilbao right now is, uh, you know, definitely something to be happy about and hopeful about so yeah let's go for a, a trophy you know before the season ends yeah yeah and just to add guys even if you don't like catch the match you should definitely go and see the Vare and Toletti goals both were fucking golazos mm. yeah definitely yeah Arctic says no one is talking about Caroline we are sweet Caroline my little baby girl adopted daughter <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah just okay <laughs> what's up with a little baby girl i don't know i don't know <laughs> but uh, yeah uh something to be hopeful for for the for this season uh let's support our uh you know female players and our female team uh it's actually exciting for, for them. And the league is young. The club is young. Everything is young about it. So, you know, should be really, really happy for them. And as Jacob said, you know, go watch the goals. Yeah. Yeah. Dennis says, big up our women team. Uh, fuck athletic women or men's team. Ala Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well yeah. said. All right. Uh... Guys, if you are still here, don't forget to smash the like on the video. I know there's seven of you here in the chat already. Even those seven likes, they're going to totally help us out, carry this forward. And if anyone's new, XJ, uh, if you haven't already subscribed, do hit subscribe. Um, and yeah, uh, do, we can, you can also catch us on all of the ad audio platforms, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and whatnot. Uh, thank you for all of the listeners over there, too. You're showing us a lot of love. We totally appreciate it. And if you want even more Madridista content, uh, do check out our Instagram and our Instagram partners over at Real Madrid Committee. And heck yeah, Doris, you know what to say. Uh, take care, guys, and Allah Madrid. Allah Madrid. <laughs>